0: Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. Today, I'm going to share about a life-changing habit if you apply it every day, and that is to captivate our thoughts. We need to captivate our thoughts, friends, because the number one way that the enemy targets us is through our mind. He knows that if he can overpower our thought life and mess with our mental health, then he can dominate our lives. All of us have been victim to having negative thoughts. You know, for example, we might wake up in a good mood. And then all of a sudden, we start to think these thoughts that we don't even know where they came from. It wasn't because we watched something or had a bad conversation with someone. We just don't know. They almost come out of the blue. They come out of nowhere, right? We're like, why am I thinking about something that somebody did to me like 10 years ago, right? All of a sudden, you're reminded of these things. Then they start to play over and over. Suddenly, you're angry and you're irritated from something that happened like 10 years ago that you actually forgot about. That is a tactic from the enemy. Also, our thought life can be very revealing if we have any unresolved offenses or bitterness in our hearts. So we must resolve that first. But if we don't captivate our thoughts and be careful with what we entertain in our thought life, then we're giving the enemy permission to have a heyday on our mind. Every single tragedy and evil that happens in our world today started with a thought. Suicide, abuse, addictions, racism, the division that we see. It began with a single thought. It all starts with our mind. The enemy first attacks our mind. He starts planting seeds that we entertain. We start to believe his lies. And the end result is our actions following what started with our mind. If the enemy can convince you of his lies and have you believe them, then he has power and control over your actions. It all starts with a thought. The Bible says the enemy is here to steal, kill, and destroy. And we see evidence of that all around us. But he knows he must first control our minds and have us believing lies in order to destroy our lives. So he'll have us convinced and believing lies about ourselves, about life, about people around us, and our circumstances. If we allow the enemy to have control over our mind, then we're giving him control and free reign over our lives. We've all allowed negative thoughts and lies of who we are, to take over our mind, right? Sometimes to torment us, to put us in a bad mood, and oftentimes to do things that we should not be doing. I remember when God first started showing me how important it is to captivate my thoughts every day. I remember I would wake up and I would start to have negative thoughts, which really didn't make sense, you know. It wasn't because I watched a certain type of movie the night before or because I went to bed angry. It wasn't any logical reason, but I was being attacked by negative thoughts. You know, and this would go on and on, like on repeat in my mind. It would play over and over. And I remember it would change my mood. I would wake up in a good mood. And you know, by the end of the day, or maybe five hours later, I actually was in a bad mood. I was just really irritated. But there was no current thing happening to me. It was just because I was being tormented in my mind. And then God started to show me. He actually brought me to the verse, which is one of my life verses now. It's 2 Corinthians 10 5. I actually pray this every morning over my mind. I literally put my hands on my mind As I declare this powerful scripture, and it goes, I demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And I take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. 2 Corinthians 10.5 You see, the enemy's really sneaky. You know, he'll have you thinking things, and you'll just think it's natural, right? You'll just think it's part of who you are to think these thoughts. But once you become aware of his tactics, then you can arm yourself and disarm the enemy. And so this is one of the tools that God gave me to captivate my thoughts. And it's to memorize and speak this scripture over my mind every day. I tell you, friends, where in the past the enemy would just have free reign over my mind and I would just be irritated all day. But ever since God gave me the strategy of declaring this truth over my mind every day, the enemy is defeated. He doesn't even have five minutes. If he starts to attack me with a thought, or if I have a thought come in my mind that's not of Christ, I literally captivate my thoughts in that moment. So he doesn't continue to mess with my mind. You have to beware of the enemy's schemes, because the Bible says he is roaming the earth looking for those to destroy especially a Christian that is striving to live righteous and surrendered and holy and making big kingdom moves, you know, he's definitely going to try to target. And so we have to be very aware that if we do not captivate our thoughts, then we will continue to live defeated. And along with that, if you don't captivate your thoughts, what happens next is they become your words. So first it starts in your mind with the enemy giving you a thought, then they become your words, and your words are very powerful. What you speak out of your mouth, you can speak life or death out of the tongue, out of your mouth. You could actually speak curses over yourself. So he starts with your mind, then they become your words, and then they become your actions. And ultimately, it becomes your life. In addition to this, the enemy who is the accuser, whose goal is to keep us bound, we must silence the accuser. You know, we all do it. We speak over ourselves or we allow others to do so. I don't believe most of us know the actual power in the words that we speak, but we must constantly be guarded and be aware that we do have an adversary. Satan, our enemy is real, And He exists to lie and destroy. When we speak over our life or the lives of others, we're giving the enemy permission. When the enemy brings accusations, they are meant and designed to trick you into believing that they're your own personal thoughts, telling yourself, I can never do anything right. We embrace that accusation and allow it to sap our strength. If it is allowed to go unchecked in our mind, we will start voicing the accusations saying, I can never do anything right. Then we may find things begin to not go right because our words are powerful and we can speak things into existence. So by embracing the lie, we empower Satan, the father of lies. We must believe truth. And the truth is that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. As it says in Philippians 4.13, a simple way is to remember that the accuser accuses while Jesus the comforter comforts. If what you are thinking is contrary to the word of God, then it is an accusation. And therefore, it did not find its origin in heaven. I remember several years ago, out of being fed up and with a broken heart, I shouted a bold statement that I literally felt immediately changed the atmosphere, and I knew right then and there that I gave the enemy permission to make those words a reality and to wreck havoc on my life, and he did. It was like overnight a tornado happened. You see, the enemy seeks to divert you from your purpose because he fears you fulfilling your purpose. He attempts to neutralize your impact and effect on the kingdom of God. Accusations that are taken to heart alter destinies. Here's a list of typical accusations that you might think or you might speak over yourselves now I am not worthy, or I am stupid, I am selfish. I am unattractive, I don't have anything to offer, I can't be forgiven, I can't do what God is asking. Wives, husbands, and parents deal with accusations such as, my husband, wife, or child doesn't love me, they're an adulterer, they're an alcoholic, they're lazy, they're no good, they don't think I'm attractive, they're a liar, he is just like his father, She is just like her mother. I just can't please them. Single adults, on the other hand, have different accusations that they might deal with. You know, what is wrong with me? Why can't I find a mate? I don't deserve a husband or wife. I'll never get married. You know, these are all lies that the enemy wants us to believe. We must dismantle every lie. We even make accusations about others that are having an impact. Embracing any one of these can hinder you from fulfilling your destiny. It is crucial that we learn to identify these accusations and get them dismantled so that we can stop their impact on our lives and the lives of others. And because accusations that are taken to heart alter destinies, we must captivate our thoughts. Satan, the accuser, desires to remind believers of their sin and their unworthiness of a place in God's family. And in this way, he tries to sow doubt into our hearts and minds. We must stay aware of his schemes. And I'm going to give you some practical steps right now on how to dismantle accusations that you have thought or spoken over your life or others. First, you must repent for any unforgiveness you may have. Whether your thoughts and words seem true or a reality in your life does not matter. We must keep our mouths sealed and take it to God, for He is our great defender. We have all agreed with the accuser at some point or might be doing it now. Learning to recognize an accusation is vital. Remember, the enemy wants us to believe that these ideas are ours so that we will follow them. However, we always have the ability to choose. And there is testimony after testimony of those that had problems, dealt with their accusations, then experienced a turnaround. We do not have to live as victims to the charge. Jesus gave us a strategy to deal with them. However, the way to deal with them requires something we often do not want to provide, and that's humility. You must agree with your adversary as Jesus commands in Matthew 5, to 26 There's power in agreement. We often want to say, no, I won't agree because I am not guilty. Jesus in this passage is not implying guilt or innocence. He only said to agree with the adversary. His reasons are the following. Because he said so, it stops the argument. It puts you in a position for the Lord to fight your battles. You may not be guilty, but if one of your ancestors was guilty, then it's in your DNA. It won't matter if you did it or not, because you're getting it under the blood of Jesus. Other reasons exist, but those are the primary reasons. I have spoken things and partnered with the accuser myself, and I've had to repent and get it right. There was a time where I spoke things over my own future. I would declare and joke, you know, I was never going to get married or I was never going to have kids. I used to say I didn't want God's will in my life because I thought that if I prayed for God's will, then I wouldn't be happy. (laughs) I would see people say, you know, this was God's will, but they didn't seem happy. So I thought that God's will equaled misery and that children were too much responsibility after being raised as the oldest of eight children. So I would say these powerful statements out of my mouth and not knowing the power that was behind my words. But thank the Holy Spirit for His sweet conviction, friends. One day at a church conference, the Holy Spirit really convicted me. He said, you must break off all that you spoke over yourself. Repent and never speak like that again. I have greater plans for your future that you have not begun to imagine. Wow, right? I was agreeing with the accuser who wanted me to abort my destiny and I didn't even know it. We must first get rid of pride and trying to refute the sin. Follow these four steps to get the accusations dismantled. First, we must agree with the adversary. Second, we must confess it as sin. Third, we must repent. And four, apply the blood of Jesus. God wants us to live a life that's free and full of purpose. So let's pray, friends. Lord, I agree with the adversary that, and then you can fill in the blanks for what you need to say. I confess it as sin and repent for mine and my ancestors' sins. I apply the blood of Jesus, for you are my great defender, Lord. Amen. To get a better understanding of silencing the accuser and accusations, I highly recommend the book called The Courts of Heaven, An Introduction and Overcoming Verdicts by Dr. Ron M. Horner. And also, when it comes to captivating your thoughts, there's a classic book out there by Joyce Meyer called Battlefield of the Mind. Out of several hundred books that she has written on almost every topic, that is still her number one bestseller. It's Battlefield of the Mind. I encourage you, friends, to start captivating your thoughts every day. When you start to get a negative thought, a thought that doesn't line up with the Word of God, makes you feel condemnation, You know, tells you that you're not worthy or good enough, that life's not worth living, any thought that's not encouraging, then speak 2 Corinthians 10, 5 over your mind and captivate your thoughts. And you will be amazed at how it clears your mind because there is power in the word of God and God's truth cancels every lie. Once we captivate our thoughts and clear our mind, then we need to speak over ourselves the truth. Yes, there is power in declaring truth often, even daily. It really doesn't matter the lies that the enemy tells us or who others say we are unless we believe it. We must be steadfast in captivating our thoughts and living free, which only comes from confidence in Christ. The enemy wants you to feel defeated, but Jesus died for us so we would have a victorious life, a life of purpose, a life of hope, and a life filled with truth. Here are some of the thoughts that you may have and the truth of who God says you really are. I encourage you to speak these truths. You know, you might think you can't figure it out, but God says, I will direct your steps, Proverbs 3, 5. You know, you might think I'm too tired, and God says, I will give you rest, in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. You say it's impossible, but God says all things are possible, Luke 18, 27. You might think nobody loves you, God says He loves you, John three sixteen. You might think that you can't forgive yourself. God says, I forgive you, Romans 8, 1. You might think it's not worth it. God says it will be worth it, Romans 8, 28. You might think that you're not smart enough, but God says, I will give you wisdom, 1 Corinthians 1, 30. You might think that you're unable. God says you are more than able. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. You might believe the lie that you can't go on, but God tells you my grace is sufficient. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. You might think that you can't do it, but God says you can do all things through him that strengthens you. Philippians 6, 13. You may think you can't manage, but God says I will supply all of your needs in Philippians four nineteen. You tell yourself you're afraid. But God says, I have not given you a spirit of fear. I will dismantle fear, says 2 Timothy 1.7. The enemy might be lying to you, telling you that you're all alone and you feel alone. But God is telling you, I will never leave you or forsake you. I comfort those that are mourning. And that's in Hebrews 13.5. So I encourage you, friends, to dig into your word and start to memorize these truths, speak these truths over your life, believe these truths. Another reason why I captivate my thoughts, not because I necessarily will have negative or bad or, you know, harmful thoughts. But really, the enemy uses thoughts, even good thoughts, to cause distraction and to keep us from having intimate time with Jesus and to prevent us from hearing God's voice. God wants to get our attention, but first we must make room for Him and clear our mind of all the distractions, all the thoughts even good thoughts. So we have to captivate our thoughts so we can have like a blank canvas so God can speak to us and we can tune in and hear Him clearly. So with authority every morning, I captivate my thoughts. I speak that scripture over my mind, which clears my mind and prepares me to hear His voice above all others. Remember, the enemy doesn't want you to have that life-altering time with Jesus. So he'll do whatever it takes. Do you ever notice that you can easily watch a four-hour movie, one you don't even like, with no distractions? But as soon as you sit down to read your word, you have a million reasons to get up, or you become suddenly sleepy. <laughs> this is another sneaky attempt from the enemy to prevent you from digging in and building that relationship with Jesus. So you must Captivate your thoughts and be intentional because everything flows from the altar. You are altered at the altar, and that's where the power is. You know, the Bible tells us over and over that we need to captivate our thoughts, transform our mind, and that God judges our heart and our mind. Isaiah 26 tells us, You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast, Because He trusts in you. You know, God's telling us right there how we can obtain peace. And not just peace, but perfect peace. And that is to free our mind of things that are not truth and not of Him. He also tells us in Romans 12 to be a living sacrifice. Therefore, I urge you, children of God, in view of God's mercy You see, when we have all that clutter and all that negativity racing around in our mind all day long, then we are not renewing our mind and we're not able to test and approve what God's will is. If our hearts and minds are not guarded, then we are leaving a wide open door for the enemy to enter in and deceive us. So I encourage you friends to dig into your word and start to memorize these truths Speak these truths over your life. Believe these truths, no matter what situation you're in, to believe these truths because they do not change. God's promises over your life and who He is will not change. He is for us, not against us. Love you, and I'm praying for you, friends. Make sure to sign up to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. Subscribe to The Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Remember, friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon.